If I've never met you before, my name is Mike, and it's an honor to welcome you in this morning as we wrap up what I think most of us can say was a year that was unforgettable. But I love that song Seth and Steph sang because it does paint a picture of what God is during those impossible times. You know, it's in life, as we live out our lives, I think we get pretty used to doing our own thing, going our own way, and then we hit those walls. We hit those seasons that seem impossible. Maybe it's circumstances that are beyond our control. Maybe it was something that you had to face you just didn't see coming, like 2020. And we have to figure out, okay, where is God? Who is God? And what does he do during those seasons? Joshua, the great leader who followed Moses, found himself in one of those seasons. We know that the children of Israel had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The great leader Moses had brought them out, right? He had brought them out of captivity. They'd crossed the Red Sea. And then because of lots of circumstances and lots of disobedience and other things, Moses uh, couldn't get them in the promised land. We know that Moses died and that left his protege, Joshua. Joshua wakes up one morning. The Lord comes to him and said, Joshua, you're the guy. You're the one that's going to get them across. And you see the river there, the Jordan River. They're going to have to cross that river. We know from Scripture that that river was at flood stage and there was no way they could get across by themselves. But God told them, he said, I'll part it. I'll do it for you, but you're going to have to put your feet in something that looks impossible. We all have those, don't we? Those things that come our way, we don't know what to do with. But in the middle of those impossible situations, sometimes God tells his greatest story. Joshua chapter 4 captures it this way. If you've got your Bible this morning, you want to read along with me. You'll also have the app. You can follow Joshua 4 verse 1. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan... So the whole nation of Israel, they get through, they're headed now for the promised land. He told Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them saying, take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. I want you to go to the deepest, darkest part, Joshua, and I want you all to get some stones. I want you to take those stones over to where you're going, and he's going to tell you why. Then Joshua called the 12 men, the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe, and Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the midst of the Jordan. Take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones will be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. God told Joshua to tell the people, I've got lessons in those stones I don't want you to forget. 
in the middle of what seemed impossible, in the middle of what seemed like adversity that you were never going to recover from, I've got some things I want you to take out of it. And then he closed with this in verse 19. The people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. They encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up there. And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Why in the world do we have to go through impossible times? Well, I don't know about you, but I know this. Most of the time, until I have to depend on the Lord, I'll depend on me, right? Until I have to depend on his substance and depend on his goodness, depend on his grace, I'll depend on my own merit, effort, energy. So why the stones? Why was it such a big deal to God to tell Joshua to gather up those stones to place at Gilgal? Why did that matter to the Lord? Because when the story was told, he wanted the people to remember some things and he wants you to remember some things. First, he wants you to remember he is faithful to you. He's faithful. It was God's idea for them to pass through the impossible situation. It was God's plan for Joshua to take the people across. I think sometimes we look at our lives and we wonder, is God really there? Is God really in it? And really what God wants us to see is if you will keep walking with me and you will remember what I've done, you will remember that I was faithful. You know, I look back at 2020 even for our own family and we walked through a season uh, in Ann's, with Ann's parents. We never saw coming. But you know what we can tell you? God was faithful. He was faithful in the worst and he's faithful in the best. See, God knew that the people of Israel are just like us. They're going to go on and keep living and they're going to go to the promised land and they're going to forget all these things that happened. He said, I want you to set up a memorial stone so you won't forget I was with you and I'm faithful. The second thing he wants us to remember is he's bigger than anything we'll ever face. You know, the river was at flood stage. It truly was something you couldn't cross. And God said, I want you to stick your feet in the river to go across because I want you to remember this. I'm bigger than anything you'll ever face. And we've all faced a lot. And we're going to face a lot. And one day we're going to look back, some of you even now that are children and students are going to look back on 2020. And one day you're going to tell your children about this time. Are you going to remember just the bad? Are you going to remember his faithfulness and that he was bigger than any situation? 
I remember when the quarantine first happened in March, we thought, well, we'll get out of this in a couple weeks and all's gonna be good. We never dreamed in December life still wouldn't be quote unquote back to normal. But you know what you found out during all this? God was bigger than that. God was bigger than what we were walking through and God's bigger than what you're walking through. God's bigger than the obstacles that stand in your way. He's bigger than the, the tough things that stand all around you and you feel like are even crushing in on you. God's bigger. And he wanted the children of Israel and he wants you to look at those stones and remember that I'm bigger than anything you'll ever face. And the final thing he wants us to remember is his love endures our mistakes. His love endures our mistakes. You know, these people, the, the Israelites, they, they had made some mistakes. They had set up false gods. They had done their own thing. They had gone their own way. And God said, I've still got the promised land for you. I hadn't forgotten you. I'm going to get you through. You are now going to go and enjoy what I promised Moses that he never got to enjoy. His love endures our mistakes. You know, as we sit here and we think about 2021 and we think about the flipping of the calendar, I want you to remember something. That God isn't dependent on your goodness. You're dependent on his goodness and his love is bigger than your mistakes. So I pray that before this new year flips, I pray that you and your family will take a moment to sit down, maybe take out a notebook or take out your notes pad on your, uh, your phone or your tablet and you'll write down all the ways you've seen God in 2020. Not just the ways we haven't, but the ways that we have. You know, I was thinking this morning, why do we need to remember? So we don't forget. We don't forget. And forgetting is so easy because the haste of today comes and the, the calendar flips and new things come and we forget all these things. He wants you to tell your children so that they can tell their children, I'm faithful, I'm bigger, and my love is bigger than your mistakes. And if we can remember that, I'm telling you, I think we'll like the story that we can tell for generations to come of how he was true for us. Would you pray with me? Father, today we thank you for your goodness God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your might. We thank you for your strength. And God, I remember sitting at this house at the beginning of all this, not knowing if we would make it through. And God, we did. And we're gonna make it through many other things to come. God, thank you today that the power that you displayed then, you can still display now. And that God is parents and as leaders and as people, we won't miss the opportunity to tell of your story for generations to come. That what seemed impossible, we need to remember so we won't forget your faithfulness. 
Now, Father, today for our people, for our church, for our family tuning in this morning, God, I pray your blessing over them. God, I pray your goodness over them. And I pray that they will show and shine you in the coming year like they have never before. And I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen.